0: Hello and welcome to the ATM podcast, I'm your host Sarah Longer and I am joined by a very special guest, my sister, one of my bestest friends, Tyra Bermira. Tywa, welcome to the ATM podcast. Hi. It's so special. <laughs> Tywa sounds shy, she's not shy at all guys, she's just pretending. <laughs> <laughs> Tywa, so good to have you on today's episode. Um, do you know yeah. I ask you to do it? Yes. Yeah. I would have never given you the option to say no, but I was very surprised at how willing you were to do it. I mean, come on, anything for you. (laughs) So as you know, the ATM podcast is all about discussing all that matters. And based on your history, which we'll go into a bit, um, I just thought you'd be such a great Great, host! today's episode all about, you know, from the Big Ben to the Berkeley So and kind of gives people an idea of what we're discussing today But before we go into that, I have to start with my icebreaker, which is a this or that So I'm going to ask you a series of questions Can't do the whole, oh both, no, you've got to choose one and that's it. yeah? Tough, alright, cool, no worries, let's yes. do this Okay, I'll start easy for you, alright uh, Beach or the city? Mm. Oh, maybe it's not easy Beach, beach. Okay, so you, would mm-hmm. you prefer a beach holiday over a city holiday?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I hear that. That's the same as me, boy. All right, cool. Um, Nigerian food. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do you know, I'm a going to Nigerian food because Nigerian food legacy, so... I can see, I can see, every day, day. <laughs> I can see every day.
0: Okay. Um, are you uh Inside person or an outside person?
1: I'm an indoor type.
0: 100%. Tower can (laughs) see anywhere. That's that. Yeah. (laughs)
1: All
0: right. Are you a plan your holidays
1: um, or are you spontaneous? Plan. It needs to be planned. And then we don't always need to stick to the plan, but as long as there's something there, you know, we're good.
0: Yeah.
1: I need something there.
0: I hear that. Well, thank you. So it wasn't hard, was it? No, that was actually quite all right. It was, do you know what? I feel like I should have probably prepped some hard ones for you, but it is what it is. All right. So, Tyro, so we've spoken a bit about um, what this episode's about, but um, let me ask you to introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about Tyro.
1: Okay. So, as Sarah has already introduced me, my name is Tyro and I am a primary school teacher. Um, so, I've been teaching now for what, eight years? Something like that. I feel like an old woman, you know, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but no, so yeah, no. as as you've seen what the episode is about, you know, um, I decided I took the plunge and decided that I would go and teach abroad. So yeah, that's pretty much about me. I'm back in the UK now. Listen, don't
0: get ahead <laughs> of yourself. Ease it in. <laughs> <Sorry>. Wow, <laughs> eight years. So you've been teaching for eight years. You know what?
1: Yeah,
0: I know that. But I think as the years just go on, I just think, rah. I <laughs> know. Like, Even me,
1: when I look at it, I'm like, I've been doing this for a while now, you know.
0: For <laughs> a while. So, how long into your teaching career did you decide to make the
1: move? So, I had been teaching for two years, okay. um, which is pretty much the standard requirement for most decent schools out there. They want a minimum of two years teaching experience. Okay. So, as soon as I'd done my two years in the UK, I was like, right, I'm ready to go now. So, that's basically uh-huh. what I did.
0: I just remember like you saying you want to leave and i think i laughed like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> because if anyone knows Tywe, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: know that that was such a, a big thing like yeah. anyone else would have said it and i'd be like oh okay but Taiwan, <laughs> i was like no way um but okay before we, before we carry on so did you always know so when you decided that you're going to move did you always to yeah. be buy or were you open to like just teaching abroad
1: I was open to just teaching abroad in all honesty. Like before I arrived in the UAE, I had never been there. I didn't do any visits. I'd never been. So it was just like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a very new experience. Um, and I was looking at many different countries. Um, and to be very honest with you, I think the UAE was the country that appealed to me the most. Mm. um you know everyone hears about Dubai you're like okay cool cool that that sounds like it's going to be a great time um so yeah when I started to do even more research and I looked at like the kind of schools that were there um you know the schools were very similar to the UK in terms of the curriculum so I was like okay it won't be that much of a transition um and yeah obviously you want that element of being in a place that people are aware of and it's not just like you're in one village somewhere or something like that just a place that you can no, see yourself living going on holiday enjoying your life but also having like a nice work-life balance so that's kind of quiet.
0: I'm not going to on the countries so I'm not trying to offend anybody but if you said you're going to teach in some other places
1: <clears> it
0: would have been a real fast and embrace situation because I know <laughs> like what we've been saying out here um okay cool so out of curiosity do you mind just showing us like some of the places you applied to work?
1: Yeah, so uh, you mean in terms of the actual schools or just countries? Or what are you referring yeah, countries, to?
0: Countries,
1: yeah. Oh, countries. Okay, so I got through to like a final stage round in uh, America. Mm-hmm. Um, so school in it was a school in New York. Um, I applied to a school in Qatar. I got a job there as well. Um, where else did I apply? I did I applied I applied for school in Ghana as well funnily enough um and Nigeria listen I was applying all over the place I was like look I'm determined to get out of this UK and that's what I did but um yeah I was just kind of I even applied to school in Saudi um yeah I don't know what I was thinking but I did anyway (laughs) I was trying to follow the money at that point so you know I was looking at places like my friend was like I'm trying to follow the money (laughs) where the money yet yo all
0: of these schools in all of these places yeah yeah. So how did you go about it? Because I'm guessing there's going to be people here who are either early in their career or even later in their career who are thinking about potentially moving. Um, and so how did you go for an agency? Did you just do like a Google search? Like, What was your method when it came to applying to these roles?
1: So I went through tests, TES, whatever you want to call it, which is basically for all the teachers out there. Um, it's a website that we use pretty much everything teacher related it's where a lot of jobs go on and they have a section for um international um schools and international uh, jobs on there so the times that they start to recruit are very different from the times that the uk schools will start recruiting so they will start hiring um people from pretty much from like december time um and bear in mind the school year starts in well the uk school year starts in september um so yeah the applications do start very early for the really good schools they start really early um so between the times of about let's say december to february is like peak recruitment time for you know like schools in the uae um so yeah i used that and then i eventually found like a a school basically no, not a school. Like a group of schools. Um, so my first school that I worked in, they had many schools out in the UAE, um, and they recruit directly through their own like website and through their own like recruitment drives. So they had people coming down to the UK. Head teachers from the schools would come down to the UK, and then you go through like you know the interview process for them. Um yeah, so that was obviously before Corona. Now everything is done via Zoom, so it's very different. So before but, corona, this was a long yeah, time before Corona. Yeah, it was a long time before Corona. Um, but yeah, it was very much, you know, they see you because obviously it's very difficult to kind of I know when you're when you're going to certain job interviews, they require you to teach a lesson and things like that. But where the head teachers would come over, it would just literally just be they go by obviously your experience, they go by just you in person um and yeah how can they mold you will you be a fit in their school so yeah that was kind of my process it was it was quite I'd say it was quite a a straightforward um process for me um but yeah it was definitely eye-opening as well say that much
0: listen they hired you based on the vibes mate you know what it's like it's so interesting because like you said the recruitment is different there to what it is here yeah um so if anyone is thinking I don't know maybe this episode is for someone who's just thinking should I take the plunge should I go this is the perfect time December to yeah. February you know all right cool so um so you moved out there so fast forward now you've moved mm. out to the UAE Um, uh, where did you first go to in the UA- UAE?
1: So I was living in Abu Dhabi yeah um and yeah do you know what I'm just gonna say this out there I've been saying the UAE because everyone well no I won't say everyone but a lot of people will say I'm going to Dubai as in they're called Dubai the country it's not to be very honest with you I'm not going to lie before I moved out there I was one of those people so yeah let me not even jump on that because I was one of those people but yeah so I was in um one of the emirates one of the emirates which is um Abu Dhabi um and I was there for most of my time in the UAE to be very honest with you it's more of a family vibe you get out there um You know, you see a lot more of the locals out there. Um, yeah, it's a lot calmer, a lot quieter as well. So, yeah, that was where I was. Um, spent most of my time out there. Yeah, so funny you mention that
0: point. Let's just do a quick, like, you know, geography lesson. So, when, you know, over Christmas, whenever I was doing that whole, um, oh, that thing on Instagram where you post um, all the countries you've been to
1: yes i saw that and listen then i used to see people right in dubai I was like, and i put out
0: multiple <laughs> posts nice please let's embrace ourselves because let's all we'll be guided you know? all right so you were in abu dhabi for most of your time um and you said it's got more of a family vibe but you mm-hmm. also were in in dubai as well so mm-hmm. i guess the next question I was gonna, i'm gonna ask you is what is life like as a teacher out there mm-hmm. so just in general compare it to how it is here and then compare teaching in Abu Dhabi and Dubai so let's start with comparing teaching uh, from the UK to Mm -hmm. out there
1: okay so to be very honest with you there are pros and cons for both um I will say obviously when you're teaching out there you get there and you're like wow okay you know like your day starts a lot earlier it finishes earlier um I think depending on the kind of school that you're in if you're in like a high fee paying school so Um, I'll just basically say the schools out there are, well, the school that I worked in was a private school. Um, A lot of the schools are private schools. So obviously, the parents are paying a lot of money for their kids to attend these schools. And in return, they basically want you to look after their children for them, which, you know, as in. Why do they look after? mm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look after. So, you know what? There's two extremes. You get the parents who are very much involved. Um, Maybe it'll be the mums who are involved. Um, They might be, you know, uh, the mums are the stay-at-home mums, and they're very much involved in their children's sort of education. Mm. Uh, and you've got the other extreme where it's like you know they're kind of paying for you to basically be the go-between, if that makes sense. As in, they don't want to do anything with the educational side because they're paying for it. So it's it's, it's our problem as teachers, basically. Um, so yeah, there's two extremes there. But again, it's like understandable. They're paying all this money, so they want their children to they want to see the results. If that makes sense
0: here there's like this massive emphasis on like you know doing homework with your kids at
1: yeah home. yeah oh literally- oh, in the UAE tutoring is a thing so parents again will throw money at teachers um as tutors after school so you know the kids are doing their homework with tutors and things like that which to be very honest with you I'm not complaining because listen <laughs> it, was nice, it, was, it was very sweet so do you know what I mean so there's that but again like if we're looking at the work-life balance, um, once you kind of got get settled in, it's, it's very nice. Like your weekends, you know, your are um, you're, you know, you're on boats, you're, you're living your best life. But like where they put you up in the accommodation that they provide for you um, with your contract, a lot of like the, you know, the standard accommodation has like a pool in it. So you'll finish work, you'll go and sit by the pool, or, you know, you do all these things that you're not doing here in the UK. So um, those packs, okay, yeah. There are those parts there, yeah. So what are the cons? Um, you well, the UK? You, get very pu- you can have very pushy parents. Mm. And also it's very much, obviously, you, you, you need to understand that you're not in your home country. So because of that, certain things that are available for you here, so for example, union, if you have an issue in school, you've got your union who will back you. That's not a thing out there. It's very much the parents are paying, so you have to be on their good side. you see what i mean because the schools are run as businesses i would say so a lot of the time it's kind of like they're more concerned about getting the money from the parents or getting that you know securing that child's place in that school so because of that it can be quite difficult because you basically have to please them rather than okay you know what's best for the child but you also have to please the parents so it, it can be quite difficult because sometimes you know like i said you'd find that um You know, it wasn't ever for me, but in certain times you'd find that, you know, management might not be on your side in this particular situation because, like I said, their concern is ensuring that they fill the places in the school. So keeping the parents on side, whereas obviously here it's kind of like if there's an issue, it's dealt with differently, I'd say, because the main priority is the child's education, not necessarily just, okay, I'm going to make sure this parent's happy. It's what's best for that child, if you get what I mean. So there's that that you kind of have to contend with. Um, So, yeah, like. The, yeah there's i will say honestly working in the uae I, my eyes were opened to a lot of things let's put it that way um so yeah but it was definitely a blessing
0: so, so comparing dubai then to abu dhabi yeah. what would you say were the main differences Ooh.
1: well i was spending my money when i was in dubai, listen, was, dubai you, listen even you yourself okay you were part of that because your friends yeah. would just be like all right i'm coming mm-hmm. i loved you <laughs> In fairness to me, let's not do hmm. that, okay?
0: So, while you out there, <laughs> while you out there... I think Sam, did you come see me, Zara? Say that again. Go on, say it. While you're out there, I told you bye. Okay. But All least, right, then. I was good, though, because...
1: Yeah, you were.
0: Exactly. I never... I never, I don't think I ever stayed with no, you. Did I? No, I don't think I did. I think we had... When you were in Abu Dhabi, you mm. came to Dubai yeah. for a day, and then we went up to Abu Dhabi. Mm. That doesn't really count. Well, it does count because obviously <laughs> you have to spend some money. <laughs> the second time was actually very impromptu. It was very much like, oh, I'm going to be in my next week. Um, yeah. but you had just finished hosting like a whole set of people. So that was kind of like a couple of activities together. And then the last time, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? You're right. I think <laughs> because
1: we're about yeah, <laughs> obviously no. You want you want your friends who are coming out to have the best time, and obviously they're going to do the whole tourist experience. But mm. I mean, how many times will I go and see the birds? How many times will I go and see the founders How many times will I do all these things? At what point did I say, okay, you guys are just going to do it by yourself? Do you know what I mean because there's that? But at the same time, it's like I'm genuinely very happy that my friends are coming to see me because you know being abroad being away from your friends and your family um especially for me somebody who loves my friends and family it's kind of like it was very difficult so when it would be like right come in I would I loved it essentially so yeah yeah, I'd say I did spend more not necessarily just because people coming out but because there's always so much more to do in Dubai like when I was living in Abu Dhabi I'd go down to Dubai for like a weekend or do you know what I mean when I wanted to um, if it was a celebration or if it was a friend's birthday or whatever it was, when we wanted to have fun, it'd be like, right, okay, this weekend we're driving down, we're staying there for a weekend, we're staying in a hotel, we're doing all this stuff. So living there, where I didn't have to do the whole, okay, I'm driving back down, it was just, okay, cool, every weekend we're doing something. All right, there's a party here, there's this there, we're doing that. So the price is $200? Um, oh. Those prices are... Very-
0: mm. I guess, obviously, the earnings out there is great and stuff. However, <laughs> when you're doing that every single weekend... So I have a couple of questions before yeah. I go into those questions. I'm gonna ask yeah. you a question. This a question a lot of times in that sentence. So you said when you were out there they put you up in accommodation. So are you telling me that when you go? So a part of your like your package, part of your remuneration is your salary plus free accommodation, or what are you saying?
1: Yes, girl. So obviously they want to hire. Um, international teachers and to do that they kind of need to entice you there needs to be something that's kind of like right this is an incentive so um all of these schools will come with um the packages will come with accommodation provided so now let's just kind of range um what that looks like for some schools if you're not in a great great school then you know some of these uh, some of these packages that i'm hearing people are you're sharing a house or you're sharing with other people could never be me i'm so sorry no like moving already is an interesting thing but then to now have to move and be living with people that you don't know it's like i'm in uni all over again it's okay i don't want so so there's that but then obviously um other schools like the schools that I all the schools that I worked in you know I was put up in my own one bedroom apartment um you know really nice apartments I loved the Abu Dhabi apartment oh my, yeah. the apartment was
0: in like a, such a good location
1: I had views of the of the birds you know,
0: by um the business the business yeah yeah
1: business bay baby
0: and in terms of like taxes and stuff because people obviously want to know what that looks like so like do they tax a lot or what's that saying
1: um there's you know what's the tax zero so we don't get taxed out there <laughs> yeah. uh, you do not get taxed when you're out there so it was nice it was sweet you'd see your money coming in it's not like you're looking at oh this one's coming out that one's coming out here left right center Know what they pay you is what they pay you so there's also that tax free
0: so with your package you get your salary you get your accommodation
1: yeah health care um, oh oh yeah listen that health care hmm it was something else it was like uh I'm not talking about just oh yeah you know you just go to the doctors know that the hospitals out there are amazing the doctors are amazing they are so thorough like you could go in there and say you've got a headache please they're doing MRI they're doing everything they're doing this scan here they're doing that for you they're doing full body everything x-ray whatever you, yeah they're very very like all right cool we're gonna we're gonna you know explore whatever it is so that was something that I I you know I loved and I kind of took full use of when i was out there
0: mm-hmm. she said i took full advantage yo i, I did yeah yes. i did not blame you so we've spoken a lot about the the practical side of of moving and i really do think <coughs> that anyone who's listening to this and who's thinking of moving has gained some gems because even me that i'm not a teacher i'm even looking at my life thinking that ah, <laughs> I, I misty boat. Mm-hmm. okay so about exposing your age you went eight years ago so you were younger um, and yeah.
1: I'm do still that. a baby girl. Don't get twisted,
0: Don't get twisted. <laughs> I'm never going to get twisted. Never. But do you think as well your age had an impact on you, um, on you going out when you did? And would you go oh, yeah. out now at, at your current age?
1: Oh, yeah. So it definitely had an impact on me going out. It definitely had an impact on how long I was out there for um, now. And it also had an impact on me coming back. So there's that as well. Um, so at my current age unless my circumstances changed I would not go out there because obviously I moved back because it's kind of like as amazing as it is out there it's not a permanent thing yeah. like do you know what I mean you it's a kind of country where it's not like you can say oh I'm living in a country for so many years and because I've lived there for so many years I can stay here forever do you know what I mean once you don't have a job and you don't have like um certain assets out there you can't stay there basically do you know what I mean that's how they how you work how it works out there so it's it was never going to be permanent like you know I've heard stories of people who were born there their families you know um lived there from young they were born there and after like say 40 years they're having to go back to a country that they don't know because it's like they don't have any assets out there so they're having to go back to a country that they don't know when they've lived in the UAE their whole life basically so yeah for me it was kind of like I knew it wasn't it wasn't going to be a forever thing so at some point I'd have to come back and I was kind of looking at like you mentioned obviously the age thing just in terms of where I am in my life and kind of what I want for my future so I was like okay right it's definitely time to come home so yeah
0: so how important is it to maintain your ties in the UK how important was it for you to maintain your ties in the UK while you were out there
1: I mean i was back every break i could get be yeah. it easter be it christmas be it you know whenever i could get back i was back basically um so yeah for me it was very important and i think it was very difficult for me the yes. one year was it 2020 yeah oh when God. i could travel back home for christmas so yeah. um i the last time so imagine i went in july came back to uae in august and so I wasn't able to get back to London for a whole year so I didn't go back until like the following July and that for me was the longest time that I'd ever been away from you know London and it was also I was blessed in a sense that my family came out for a bit like my sister came out in the December so that was nice because I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't seen them but yeah it was it was quite it was a difficult time but yeah I remember, I remember around that time, like
0: we were all like speaking, like, because even for us, your friends, we were so used to seeing you,
1: you know, yeah. almost,
0: almost every opportunity. And I think even the fact that you maintained the level of friendship you did with a lot mm. of friends is a yeah. testament to you being very intentional in that area. And I think a lot mm. of people, that's where they kind of um, miss it. They move and then it's time to come back, but they haven't maintained those ties. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. a struggle and um, mm. Okay, so what is it like being a black woman in the UAE? Like, let's keep it 100. What is it like? I've heard some stories. Listen, even when I was there on holiday, like, I I know I experienced, like, I I wouldn't say, I I definitely experienced racism. However, there's definitely a black woman fetish in that country. Oh, oh, Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it would end yeah. But when I was in Abu D- Same thing like there's definitely a black woman fetish But other than obviously that side to it Which we'll go into Like what is it like being a black woman Um, Even as a professional As a professional black woman
1: um, You know dating scene You know oh. all of that what is it like Okay so Out there if you are a professional You are looked at and you are respected If that makes sense So for me As a black woman, as a teacher, obviously, as a teacher, teaching is a profession that they respect, they value. So I never had any issues whatsoever. I was never, I never felt like I was looked down on um, or like that. But that could also be because of the fact that I'm British, if that makes sense, because, you know, you'd see Mm. um, people from other countries and how they would get treated. And it's kind of like, okay, so I can see there's different treatment, there's a different hint. Sometimes it was very much that, no, I don't like that, you know, just because this person's from here or there you know I mean if you're from America if you're from like the UK if you're from Canada if you're from those kind of like sort of western the western world they 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 respect you they look at you and obviously you're there to kind of help them if that makes sense so essentially they do have that level of respect for you but I have seen it on the flip side of you know, down to like um, the laborers or the nannies. So good than the nannies, they're the people who are kind of, I suppose the house helps, if you will. Um, they look after the children and just even down to the way the children treat them. It was, no, sometimes I'd see it and I'd have to correct the kids there and then on the, on the playground. Like, you're not going to do this in front of me. Like you might do all this nonsense at home and treat them however you treat them, but you're not going to do that while I'm here in my presence because it's just like, we're not, we're not having that. But yeah, it was very, it's a very common thing um, out there. But in terms of the black women, and obviously you mentioned about the black women fetish, I suppose, it's, you know, it's a quite a sad thing because a lot of times out there you will see, and it's really sad, a lot of people, uh, you know, well, what I saw was there were a lot of people that had been trafficked. Um, so there was a lot of that um, that you'd see. So people would look at you and kind of be like, oh, is this one of these? Do you know what I mean? I almost felt like, because there were a lot of um, black prostitutes, which is very sad, but it's, it's fact um what you will find is if you're out or if you're you know they're kind of I suppose looking and that was the thing that got me a couple of times because I'll be walking and then you might hear someone say something I'm thinking as soon as you talk they know oh actually no Mm -mm." do you know what I mean but yeah that was that was quite it was quite difficult to see it's very heartbreaking but you know what you almost become desensitized to it because you see it so much yeah like, you'll go to the restaurants, you'll see them waiting there. You'll go to, you know, if you're going to a club, you'll see them there. And I don't know what it was at first. I just thought, oh, who are these women? But then you see it and, you, and you're and you just like, oh, oh, okay. So my eyes were really open while I was there. Um, But it's it's very sad. It's, it's you know, it's a really sad thing. But hey, it's happening all over the world, you know?
0: It really, really is. And it's just about being vigilant. I mean, exactly. for me, that was just while I was there, like, you hit them on the head. The moment you speak, it's like, oh, you're not one of them. However, yeah. I did get a couple of <laughs> instances where I spoke, and then they would start having a conversation with me, and they would just mm-hmm. have these really absurd requests. That I don't want to bring it to our podcast, but um, a andro- <laughs> black woman has been to the UAE and been approached. It would have probably had a similar experience. I'm not going to say what that is, but I think you know what I'm talking about.
1: Oh yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's talk about dating.
1: Hmm. <laughs> i need to like, start a whole other episode I'm for that
0: one situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I remember when you were out there i think there was like what i was like yeah but like, like how are you gonna date
1: <laughs> I oh. is- do you know what i'm just gonna put it out there and just say do you know what the dating scene out there is very interesting mm. because i know you know i've got a friend who lives out there you know she 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 managed to find her husband and she's got a beautiful baby now do you know what i mean so it's kind of like yeah. two of my friends in fact so it's not something that is impossible it does happen for some people it does but just imagine it this way think of it this way like you are in a place full of beautiful imagine you're a man you're in a place full of beautiful women that are there maybe that live there or that are coming there on holiday so it's consistently you're seeing all these people so it's almost like well you're enjoying why would you want to you know settle down when you can just be enjoying so in that respect you know listen what can I say that's it, it, it is what it is so you you kind of establish very quickly what is serious or what's not going to be serious or what is just you know and at time I just got I got to a point where I was like you know what me I'm tired so let me just not do the dating thing out here so I actually avoided it because <clears throat> once you've been there how long dead, was it
0: before you said okay I'm going to give this thing a rest
1: um, so how long was I out there for? What, four or five years? Mm-hmm. I'd say Mm, Maybe after like two years, you know, I was like, okay. And for me as well, because I was going back to London, it was almost like in my head, I was like, listen, I know the person that I'm going to be with is not here. (laughs) So (laughs) if it means we have to do long distance, then we're going to do long distance because the UAE is not it. So the ghetto, but I (laughs) guess like what you said, you knew that you're coming back eventually. Yeah.
0: Did you you ever try long distance and was it successful?
1: You know, do you (laughs) know what? I did try it and it was. It you have to obviously you have to be intentional because at the beginning it was great do you know what I mean but then obviously communication and then I won't lie for me also um it became a bit difficult even just things like time difference when it changed to four hours it was like oh this is just long um so yeah it it became a bit you know everyday phone calls tend to every other day tends to isolate. like to And then it's kinda like, right, okay, cool. And then you have that element of okay, well I'm gonna be back in a few months, so it's fine, we'll pick up. But yeah, it just it wasn't working for me personally. So yeah. And from a like a
0: trust point of view, like um, you have to really trust someone to do long.
1: Yeah, than. you definitely do. And in my case, I don't think I did to be honest with you. So it was just right, yeah. It wasn't for me. <laughs>
0: like one person on this call is a bit of a stalker as
1: well. So it's just you know Hmm. oh dear oh, i forgot people are actually going to listen to this this isn't just a conversation between me and you right uh, let <laughs>
0: me stop there, there then <laughs> every, every woman has a stalker in them. i'm so sorry listen listen, mm-hmm. listen.
1: anyway we'll, we'll discuss that one after i said we'll
0: discuss that another day because <laughs> we're not trying to you know mm. okay cool so now you're back yeah what was the deciding factor for you to move back home
1: Okay, so I recently turned 21 and I think, (laughs) I think hitting that milestone age, 21 I'll say again, yeah, hitting that milestone age for me, I was kind of like, I kind of see what I want in life, if you get what I mean, in terms of like, not just professional, but in terms of just like, you know, my personal life, I kind of know what it is that I want and I felt like me being away, Mm -hmm. that wasn't being It wasn't really kind of helping with what it was that I see for my future, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think, do you know what? When I was going, when I came back in the summer, um, I was kind of like, right, I don't want, sorry, when I came back in that summer, I was like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I was kind of like, right, I want to stay in London. I'm done out there now. I don't want to go back. Do you know what I mean? So it was, it was, I think once I'd reached that point where, i could feel that i didn't want to go back i knew that right okay this is this is not just you that's saying this It's because i know i, I knew where i needed to be mm. because most of the time when i when i have that feeling of when i'm back in the summer it's like cool i enjoy my one month in london and i'm like right i'm ready to return go back to the sun go back to the heat if that makes sense yeah. but yeah at this point it was there wasn't any urgency there wasn't an urge for me to go back so i was like okay do you know what i'm not doing this um i feel like i've kind of I, i've done my time I did, you know, the four or five years that I was out there, which is a very long time. So I think for me, it was the right time because, like I said, I kind of see what I want in the future. And I think being away wasn't helping me. That was kind of just moving that further along. So, yeah, I just decided, you know what, now's the time. If I'm saying I want to start my life properly, um, then I suppose I need to come back and, yeah, start it properly here. You know what, for me, obviously, there are people who are out there who have families, who, you know, they, they live an amazing life out there. Um, it is, it's, it's a great place to be if you do have, you know, um, if you do have a family or if you are married and things like that as well, because, you know, you can do it together. But for me, there's only so long that you can do this thing on your own and feel, you know, like great about it, if that makes sense, because at some point you're going to be like, right, okay, I've been here 10 years now and, do you know what I mean? Or it's 15 years or it's 20 years. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, one thing I realized when I left was that life doesn't stand still for you back here. It really doesn't. Mm. So, yeah, I found out when I came back the first um, Christmas, when I was in my first year, I came back at Christmas and I was like, oh, so you people are really surviving without me. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just living life normally. So, <laughs> you know what? It's crazy because you go from like really missing the person
0: mm. to being you like you you acclimatize essentially like you yeah you become you used to the person not being and I think yeah we always used to say like you you come back in the summer was like a tease because mm. you're happy for like the whole month and then you go back again and then you miss the person for a bit and then you get used to it because just as just as you have to adjust the, yeah at home have to adjust yeah and, um We've spoken about you coming back and being ready to come back, but yeah. just based off of how you were, and I, I want to really highlight this. And um, before we round up, so mm. you are a homebody. You're very close to your family. I actually remember in uni, like you going home frequently to go <laughs> to your family to so the point where it was even a bit concerning. <laughs> and that's why we were just like time it move well yeah right like i'm gonna believe you're leaving like <laughs> i don't think i believed it until you're leaving do you remember i was there like wait what's it like you're thing? really going you're like, really going and it's because you're such you still are such a homebody mm. you're, you're very mm. you know close with your family and not just like your your siblings but even your siblings kids your mm. siblings partner's family family yeah. you know your friends and it's such a beautiful thing and it must have been really difficult for you to go but at the same yeah. time it really easy for you to go it was a weird one so mm. what was it that made you say this is what I have to do for me so I
1: think again you just you just said it there this is what I have to do for me mm. because I think a lot of the time I was kind of doing things not necessarily for other people but more so thinking about everyone else yeah. if you know what I mean. kind of thinking oh well this person how will this person be or what will happen if I go with this person like oh I talk to this person every day or you know I see this person every week it's going to be difficult for them if I'm not there and then I kind of thought wait like everybody will survive I'm not you know I'm not going forever I will come back you know we have wonderful technology they will see me and if anything I used to say the bargaining tool I was like look it gives you a reason to travel to come and see me you know (laughs) so there was that as well um but yeah I literally just decided one day I was going to do something well for me it seemed selfish but I was just gonna what do I want to do not oh everyone know oh, you shouldn't go what do I want to do and if I feel at peace with the decision that i would made then I know I've made the right one and all through it I did so I just you know I guess it was you know the opportunity came around and I took it and I'm so so glad that I did and um I just want to say to anybody who's thinking about it, to anyone who has, whoever gets the opportunity to do any kind of work in abroad, even if it's for a month, if it's a placement with your company to go and work somewhere for a few weeks, take it, honestly, take it, take it because you experience so much. And like I said, it was probably one of the best things that I've ever done. I learned so much about myself, the fact that, you know, these things that, like you said, you would have thought, Taiwa, hmm? Taiwa's going out, Taiwa's... No, I honestly it was such an experience and I, I, I met some of my like best friends out there as well mm-hmm. um so it was such a bonding experience for all of us and even us not being in this in the country we're still very very close to, to today so it's kind of like yeah I genuinely feel like I was I was there for a reason and the the experience the people everything that you know happened while I was out there it, it it's you know it's been positive and I'm just really grateful that I did it so like I said you get the opportunity take it take it go go (laughs) if you get the opportunity
0: take it and go Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. Tara this has been such an amazing conversation um honestly I feel like we can sit here and speak for hours on this topic honestly even as you're speaking I got a tiny bit emotional because I thought oh my gosh like (laughs) I don't know why but I think this is something that I mean
1: lovely yeah
0: okay okay (laughs) <laughs> this is something that I think within our community, I'm seeing a lot more Black people doing this. And yeah. I, lo- I love this for you. I love this for them. Yeah. You're even challenging me, you know, like just the opportunities that present itself even in our careers. Like a lot of people, depending on where they work or industry they're in, they get these opportunities. And we may turn it down because we are so busy thinking about family. We're so busy thinking about all of these things. But like you said, even if it's just for one month, to experience yeah. something new, to experience someone else's culture, to just. Go outside of the box and just challenge yourself. Yeah. It's something that I definitely would recommend. And it's something that I definitely think, you know, will I do it? I don't know. The opportunity presents itself, oh. actually. I say will I do it, but you know, t- you know, I have got some stuff loaded, which I will share soon, but you awesome. know, absolutely. Um
1: I even forgot to even mention the whole thing of obviously being out there, you get to experience new things traveling was one of them as well so Mm -hmm. me like you said not only did I decide okay I'm gonna go and be in a whole country I even did solo traveling the whole me went to Thailand on my own doing like listen I've developed in so many different ways so like I'm gonna keep saying if you get the opportunity take it you will find different version of yourself and yeah you'll learn so much so yeah
0: Perfect. That was actually my last question. How do you think changed <laughs> you? And I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, and yeah, like, oh, I mean, from, from Dubai, you can fly to anywhere. Girl, it's a hub. Go. You can go. It's actually yeah. a hub. Yeah. I um, thought you thought was a hub. Listen, <laughs> Listen. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but thank you so much, Tyler. Tyler, what is next for you? What is next? What can we expect to see from you? I'm hoping that this has ignited something in you to share your story more. I hope we see you in more places. I hope mm-hmm. we hear your beautiful voice. Like Tyra's got that voice that you would like want to pay for a voiceover. Do you know yeah. what I
1: mean? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm taking, um, jobs. If you have a voiceover, so where
0: can we find you?
1: Um, where can you find me? That is a good question. Hopefully not on social media because I don't yeah. want the kids to find me on there. So, you know, nah, I'm joking. But yeah, um, <laughs> do you know what if you or like listen contact sarah if you want to ask any questions about you know my experience or if you're thinking about it and you want more advice or any information just you know dm sarah i'm sure sarah will pass on your details and um, but yeah honestly i am more than happy to share like people have asked me before for yeah. advice i've been forwarded to other people their friends want to know honestly if you want to know anything i've directed people
0: I you've been amazing to them so yeah absolutely so you've heard it here if you want to know anything you want to get in contact obviously where Miss is a teacher we don't really share them kind of things there but um if you just uh, you know you can dm me at atm podcast on uh, social media on instagram or sarah longer underscore or you can email info at sarah and i will pass that over to tyra Tywa, thank you so much for joining us this is the atm podcast and until next time bye Remember to turn on your notifications so that you get an alert every week when a new episode drops thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the ATM podcast where we cash out on a weekly basis until next time